This book really sparkles. No, it really does. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Thomas and Friends, Thomas and the Snowy Tracks, created by Britt Allcroft, published by Random House, New York. Thomas and the Snowy Tracks throw in some extras on this book, like sparkling glitter pages and a glitter poster at the end of the book. It makes you wonder if they did this to distract the reader from what the creators thought was a poor storyline. The story follows Thomas's friend, Gordon, mainly, but Thomas is definitely involved. Gordon thinks he's strong and that a snowfall won't affect him at all. Spoiler alert, it does. And it ends up throwing off Thomas, too. I don't know who to compliment or chastise when it comes to the writing or the pictures of this book. There's no specific author or illustrator. The writing was way too wordy for me. When I began to read this book, I wasn't expecting all the unproductive words and began to look at my watch. And some of the words were a little over my head, too. The pictures were computerized and almost looked like they were right out of the show. They threw in some glitter on the snow for added effect, and I must say it does make the pictures really pop. Though my biggest knock on this book is, the pictures don't always match up with the words. And that's a big issue. The book opens on all the trains coming out of their station on the island of Sodor to snow. Apparently it snowed all night, and a man named Sir Topham Hatt asks Thomas to deliver firewood to all the stations, and his friend Gordon to deliver trucks to the docks. He tells them, the snow is slippery, make sure to take the long way around. And Gordon is like, fuck this shit, I'm getting my job done, and fast. He says, I quote, I'm going straight to the docks, I'm strong. Love the confidence, fight your way through it, and you'll get there faster. Well, Thomas is a worrywart and says, he is going to listen to Sir Topham Hatt, because he thinks the snow is dangerous. Dangerous smangerous. It's only dangerous if you don't adjust your driving style and just drive through it like an idiot thinking it's summertime. Gordon spends the next few pages bragging about himself and how strong he is. He should know you don't brag until you complete the task. Gordon ends up trying to get his job done so quickly that he can't slow down when he wants to and gives another train named Spencer a whitewash as he flies by. It sounds like Gordon has never driven in the snow before. He must be from Florida. Gordon reaches a massive hill and decides to power up it. In the process of doing this, he creates a massive snowball in front of him. Thomas, oblivious to what's going on, thanks Gordon for clearing the tracks. Well, the snowball gets so big, it pushes Gordon right back down the hill. I mean, this snowball looks so big, it looks like the boulder in the opening scene from Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It pushes Gordon all the way back down, until he rolls into siding. Siding of what? I don't see it, so I don't know. And the snowball hits Thomas, knocking him off the tracks. This is one of those times where the picture doesn't match up with the words, and only shows a close-up shot of Thomas in the aftermath. The book then says, I quote, Gordon tried to shunt Thomas and his trucks of firewood back onto the track, but couldn't do it. Shunt, to push or pull, a train or a part of a train, from the main line to a siding, 
or from one track to another. For those who don't know what the hell shunt means. Gordon gives up and says he's not strong and finds a better man for the job, a crane named Rocky. Besides the defeatist attitude, that's a leader right there, delegating work to someone who can do it better. Rocky gets Thomas back on the tracks, and then Gordon decides to help Thomas deliver the firewood to the stations, slowly but surely. And the story ends on, I quote, And when they came to a hill, they were sure to puff around it. Lame. So is this the moral of the story? If you reach an obstacle in life, don't face it head on, avoid it? The moral should be, have confidence in yourself, but don't be stupid and barrel through something if you've never experienced it before. Moving past that, the last page you unfold, and it's a super cool poster of Thomas the Tank Engine at night in the sparkly snow. Completely makes up for the inconsistencies of this book. While Thomas and Friends fans will surely enjoy this book, and the book throws in some extras with the sparkles and the poster to keep the reader excited, I can't get over how verbose this story was. I also didn't like how the pictures didn't encompass what was going on in the text. So on a scale from 1 to 5, and being a big Thomas the Tank Engine fan, it pains me to give this book this score, but I'm going to give it a 2.8. I'll have a taste, push it around a little, and go back for a few more bites. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.